Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Deb Gott. She is a sassy, fearless 60-something with a relentless drive to radically change how we think and talk about aging. Hi, Deb. Hi. What you're doing. I, okay, I love this. So we we have to talk about what you are doing right now. Okay. It is unbelievable and awesome and going places. And Thank I've you. got to see it from the beginning. So I'm totally honored that I got to see this from the beginning. But do tell about Boomalali. So Boomalali, and you have to say it like that, <laughs> Boomalali is, is, is a great little lifestyle company for those of, of us who are in the second half of life. And actually, Boomalali came, the word came from the, the deep south, South Carolina in the 50s. And it was a woman, a Boomalali, um, she was uh, the woman who came up with it, loved watching soldiers marching to music, marching bands, but especially soldiers she had a thing and so what she <laughs> she had a thing, she had a thing. <laughs> and so she called military members who marched to music boomalollies and so we were just like totally inspired by that and said well let's just kind of update it 21st century and a boomalolly is someone who marches to the sound of their own drum exactly yes i love it Thank you. And what I love is that you are looking at people that are 50 plus and saying, you know, we're not dead yet. Life isn't over. We don't have to retire. Mm -mm. We get to go do awesome things. Maybe what we did the first half in life, we're, we're done with that and it's time for a new adventure. And guess what? You get to have a new adventure. Absolutely. And you and you're highlighting people that are having their new adventures. Yeah, we're all about storytelling. So, uh, we love hearing stories about people who are do- we call them ordinary people doing extraordinary things, right? We love to hear those stories and share those stories and we're doing it right now through a new magazine. But yeah, we want to inspire people to dream a dream and dream it bigger, right? And you know what I like is, so you originally were thinking about like paper magazine, but you went digital and you're calling it a B-zine. Yes. And we're calling it a B-zine because we're actually blogging it. So rather than publishing it once a month, what we're doing, or once a quarter, because we know people forget things. I don't remember what I ate yesterday, right? <laughs> I think it you was You have to nuts. hang out with Sean Brady then because he knows what he would just like live feed it and then you would always have the video see that's really good I, I'll, I should I should definitely go along with that um, but yeah so what we decided was people you know to stay top of mind and to really give people something that they can get regularly a regular dose of Boomalali it was let's blog it Let's do feature articles and reviews and columns, and let's blog it twice a week. And so that's what we're doing. So we're calling it B-Zine. And it's beautiful. I mean, I have to say, the pictures are amazing. You have your own like photographers out there taking these gorgeous pictures to go along with each blog. Oh, if only every single one of those photos is free. Really? I Free. thought you had a photographer. I'm, not, I'm incorrect. In, 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 in a future life. Ah, got you. Ah, okay. And we have two photo editors who are real. Gotcha. Um, and they work with us on finding those photos. But every single photo in there is free. 
Really? Free. So do you know, are they getting them from Unsplasher? That I go to Unsplash all the time. I love that place. So the other place, yes, Unsplash. The other is Pexels. It's P-E-X-E-L-S. Right, yes. Pexel people, if you need photos, Pexels. And what we do, though, is you you not only get them commercial free, um, but and, and you can use them, but the other thing is we try to credit the every single photo, we credit the, the photo photographer. Very cool. Because that's what you do. You raise people up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What's Boomalali is doing. Exactly. So, and you have a number of different sections mm-hmm. in Boomalali. So speak to the different sections. So we're all about five kind of themes and it's making sure that you're living life to the fullest, whether you work, play, create, learn, or give back to the world. Right. So those are the five themes that we think really living the second half of life and and living it to the fullest is around those five themes. And then we have some kind of interesting columns. We've got one that is is my alter ego, Gigi Newhart, who is um, (laughs) she's kind of she's kind of mouthy and sassy and ironic. And she answers questions with this sassy kind of way. So we've got Dear Gigi is one of our columns. And then we've got a managing the new midlife, very serious, very the managing the new midlife series. <laughs> so we've got one of those, and then we're doing best resources, resources we love, which we want to put mishmash on. Oh, right. Let's go there. Let's do it. Thank Let's you. Let's do it like awesome. this weekend. I love it because I'm well, a boomalali. Yes, you are definitely a boomalali. <laughs> and so we've got resources we love, and that's where we talk about books we love, podcasts we love, um, blogs, all of those things that so we're constantly scouring. And, and bringing the best of those things. Um, and then we're starting a new series pretty soon called Best Worst Things. Best? Well, are you going to tell us or is it a surprise? I'm so glad you asked. Okay. So Best Worst Things are, again, that storytelling thing, but it's about people who went through horrible things and it was the best thing that ever happened to them because now it's made them who they are. Exactly. So it's stories about best worst things. I love it because, and I and I've talked about this before, where when something really traumatic has happened to you, then you're you have two choices. One is to live the story or to live your life. And living the story is giving up. Right. It's saying, oh, this bad thing happened, and I can't move forward, but living your life is this bad thing happened. I'm going to take all of everything I can learn from that experience in order to catapult me up to that next level. Exactly. And if you can, because you do not get to come to earth and live here scar-free. No. I don't, and if you, if you are that person, you're probably super boring. <laughs> you so know? boring. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's part of what makes you who you are is dealing with the pain and walking through it and actually noticing it because I mean some people I think just they're in pain all the time and they're they're not aware of it. They just go, I'm not going to pretend like everything's fine. Well, it's, when that it's whole, not. Do you want to be the cause of your life or do you want to be an effect in your life? There you go. Exactly. And and a lot of the people that you profile are they're the people that are went I'm, I walked through a bunch of stuff. It was not fun and here I am on the other side and this is what I'm doing now. True. I love it. So, and it's boomalali.com, correct? Boomalali.com. That's where the magazine lives. And you are also, writers, if you're if you're an over 50 writer, 
come on in and, and then you've got all everything there that they need to know about writing for the magazine as well because you're really curating a lot of this material. Absolutely, but it's all original material. Right. Right. Love it. And so, yes, we, we've you've got a call up. These are the call for submissions if you would like to submit. But one of the things that's interesting is we don't limit it to 50 and older writers. Oh, really? No. In fact, we feel like if there's somebody who's 12 that's got a story to tell, that it would it be inspiring to people who are 50 and older. We think that's kind of special. Oh, I love it. So, absolutely. So it's people who have stories to tell that are inspiring stories and that will help us to then make that next leap and go, well, if if John, who is 12, can do that, why can't I, right? But it's also people that are doing really extraordinary things like they're in their 80s and they have this whole history talk series and they they are like, they've got a schedule that is mind-boggling of presentations that they give and that was one of the people we highlighted um, in our in the magazine this last time and she has history talks and her name is Bev Schutz and she's 80 something years old and oh, she, cool. she is like totally booked out doing these amazing talks about things like um, Ringling Brothers Bar- Barnum and Bailey Circus really and yeah it's, she just really loves history and so she tells sort of the backstory. oh how fascinating yeah well, awesome, Deb. We are going to take a break and we will be right back. And we are back with Deb. We're talking about Boomalali. Now, how did you get here? You have an amazing background. I mean, come on. So, yeah. so, and, and it's a really interesting story. So tell us from whence you came. So from whence I came, <laughs> well, recovering academic is probably the biggest <laughs> chunk of my life, right? Uh, university professor, grading lots of papers, um, and teaching communication. And um, so 9-11 happened. And I was an army brat, and I decided maybe I needed to stop grading papers and do something for my country. And so I said, let's be wild. I'm going to apply for the State Department and an intelligence agency. Why not? I love it. Why not? So I applied for the State Department and an intelligence agency, and I actually did something that they don't know about, and they know about these things, right? So what I did was I, I, when they wanted to interview me, they said, we'd love to interview you, but we're only interviewing locally. And I said, well, where are you interviewing? And they said, we're in Virginia, blah, blah, blah. I said, oh, when? And they gave me a date, and I said, I'm going to be right there. Can you believe it? I went out and bought a ticket. <laughs> Dad, I bought a ticket. I bought a plane ticket. I flew there as if I were going to be there. And um, I'm interviewed and landed the job with an intelligence agency. Are you a spy, Deb? I I, Can you I, talk about it? No, <laughs> but 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 I'm not so much a spy as a spy trainer. Ah, spy trainer. you train the spies. Train the spies, but not in the cool stuff. You, this is like leadership and you know things like that. So I was that's on. That's cool. And you just is. mean like you don't teach them how to like you know in the spy. movies where they no. they can do cool things with like they 
flip around and then they're amazingly right in the right spot to shoot the person that's trying to do bad things in the country. <laughs> I have friends who do that. But but no, not that kind of spy trainer, the boring kind of spy trainer. Um, but yeah, so I went to work for an intelligence agency for eight and a half years. Um, that's how I wound up in St. Louis. And then I had two horrible bosses. That's the short story. And, and I said, I'm out of here. Done. Yeah, done with this. Doing this. I'm coming in on 60. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Well, that's what's great about horrible bosses, right? Because you have enough of those, and then you're like, okay, yeah, this isn't going to work out for me. <laughs> so so horrible yeah. bosses can create some awesome entrepreneurs out there. They can be a best worst thing. Yeah, they're, they, yeah they, they can, they're like the catalyst. So. They are, and they were. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've had some in my past. <laughs> I'm sure. I think if you, if you live on the earth longer than one minute, you have a horrible boss. You wonder sometimes, like, why did they, did they not know what else to do with you? <laughs> <laughs> they think, made you a boss. Okay. Well, but they they put you in a box that's their box, and then you're supposed to operate in that box. And the problem is, they don't, we don't even know about the box. It's a maybe there's not a box. It's a surprise box. It's a surprise yeah. Surprise box. Got ya. So this is, I think it's fascinating that you went from okay, I'm a college professor, and I'm taking this huge leap. I I just think that's fascinating. And you yeah. went and did it. Yeah. And so what was the interview like? Were they like, were you really here? <laughs> oh, no, I played it well. I, I played got it well. And, and in fact, I had done research on the one person who was the lead interviewer. I mean, I Googled the heck out of her. And she was, a, she was from L.A., and that's where I was. And she loved oh, Disney. Okay. I mean, she's like a Disney crazy. And she had worked there. <laughs> and so I brought it up in the interview, and she totally froze. She was like, how did you know that? Google. I mean, she was serious. And really? I said, yeah. She was like, how do you know that? I said, I did my homework. And she literally said to the rest of the people, we, we either have to hire her or we have to kill her. That's what they said. And you're like, I, oh, I go for hire. I go for hire me. <laughs> I know. And the poor kid behind me, We this thing was supposed to be 30 minutes. It was an hour and a half. The poor kid behind me, who was like 12 and in his suit <laughs> and waiting for his interview, did not have a chance because they had to kill me or hire me. And I was like, dude, you're out. <laughs> yeah, I got the job. I'm getting hired, buddy. So did she not understand how Google works? It's sort of... This is this is surprising to me as a person that works at an intelligence agency that she didn't ever think that Google may bring up some information about you. It wasn't at the top though. I dug, 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 dug. Ah. I went to her Facebook. Ooh, I went so to. So you her... were perfect for that job. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You could be like a detective. Yeah, or a spy. Or a spy. Oh. You could be a spy, and we don't even know it. I could. That could be your whole thing with Boomalali. You're could spying be. on wily 50-somethings. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cover. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. So, okay, so what did you teach as a professor? Oh, I taught all kinds of things like public speaking. I taught um, organizational communication, leadership, all of those things that, that would be in the classic liberal arts program. And what, was it fun? I loved it. I loved it. And what was crazy about it is I was so terrified of public speaking and I wound up teaching it. Really? Because Talk it was, about facing your fears. Yeah, you have to. So what, how did you overcome the fear? What did you do? Because this is a big fear for a lot of people. I, 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 I showed up in class every morning 
I, you know, I did it as a graduate student. I did it as a, a, a young professor. And, and most of the days I went in petrified. But it was like, well, I'm this far. I guess I got to stay. And so literally it was just getting up every morning and facing your fear and figuring out that it's not about you. Public speaking is never about the speaker. Isn't that the truth? It's about the audience. And so if you figure out that it's about the audience, you forget yourself. And that is a big deal. So when, you know, the whole thing that I do with the TEDx talks, that's a big thing when I'm watching a person that wants to be a speaker. I'm like, are they engaging the audience? Are they looking at the audience and drawing them in as opposed to I'm just up here and I'm talking and I I have no connection with you out there? Understanding how to connect with your audience is a, I mean, that's an amazing talent, right? It is. And all you have to do to connect with them is look at them. Look yeah. In their, when you, and when I say look at them, I don't mean at a, a, an image of them. I mean, look them in the eyes right. and talk to them. And the minute they smile, you've got them. Exactly. So your students that would that are petrified to get up in front of people, what did you tell them to do? So I told them these kinds of things. It's not about you. Newsflash, right? Right. And um, that what you really want to do is figure out what's in it for them and then give it to them, right? Because if you give it to them, they will love you. There you go. Right. So it's, it's, I love that. That's a great thought. Yeah, they'll respond to you because you have their best interests at heart. And if you get a smishy face or like... A smishy face. A smishy face, I call it. It's like when you smish your face, something go, what are you talking about? Right? But if they get smishy face, don't run from it. Right. Go, I what see... What did you get? Yep, I see yeah. smishy face here. <laughs> So let me go back. I mean, you have to have a sense of humor about it. You have to laugh at yourself and go, I see that I've made a terrible point here. Let me go back and let's revisit that. And so part of it is calling yourself out, right? Not in a TEDx talk, clearly. Well, no. But but when you're talking to like an audience and you really want to reach them from a a work point of view, for example, yourself, you really want them to, to... Dream a big dream, right? You got to at least see the lights on. Right. Right? I think we should make a, a, smish, a smishy face emoji. I love we it. need one. I, no, there isn't one. No, I feel like there's a, a need for one. Maybe we could put it on your website of things that people need to make. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm serious. I think I should just start a website of things that people should make. Let's put smishy face on it. <laughs> smishy, smishy face, face emoji, emoji, please. We yes. have places for it. We've wanted to use it before. It's not available. It truly should be available. I agree. <laughs> well, thanks, Deb. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay, we're back with Deb, and it is question time, my dear. Are you ready? I'm ready. What was your first thought when you received communication from the AARP? Oh, you really want to go there? (laughs) I do, because I I have my own... So so I was miffed because I signed up for it doing my research for Boomalali. I signed up for it under my name. But then all of the communication that came back from them was listed to my husband's name. And our AARP cards were in his name. 
Really? And I don't exist. I am a woman. Oh, I didn't know that. I I was I That's was interesting. Really, really like this. This is last year. So you signed up with your name, but everything. Yeah. And they said, "Who is? You? Are you married? Yes. <gasps> Husband's name: David. All communications: the card. I can't even be a card carrying AARP because I am a woman." And they figure you must go everywhere with your husband. You don't do anything on your own. Is he coming to lunch with us today? <laughs> I can call. I, that's my that's my experience with them. That's so. So when I got that, I was like, "What?" <laughs> I mean, I just was feeling like I am not that old. Why are they sending this to me? Like, I, I almost felt like I should not get this until I am well into my eighties. I should not be getting this right now. It. It was weird to me. It was a strange feeling because, and I think a lot of us, I mean, still think of ourselves as being in our 20s and 30s. Like, I, I can't see myself beyond that time frame. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I look in the mirror sometimes, I'm like, whoa, wait, hey, whoo, what's going on here? But, but I was, I was like, not happy they sent it to me. Like, I'm thinking no word of warning, no, like, hey, Mish. We're considering sending this to you. Would you like for us to send this? Or at what age would you like us to engage you? Like, when do you feel you're at the place where AARP makes sense? Do you know what I mean? Yes. I just, I was like mad that they didn't even ask me. And I sought them out. <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you do? Well, I applied. So so I didn't get that letter. But right. I, I, I was oh, like, mine just you. showed up. See, that's... Out of nowhere. Like, I didn't sign up for it. It was somewhere they just, oh, yeah, she's over there. Give that. And I think I got it, like, in my late 40s, too. They didn't even wait until I was over 50. That's rude. Yeah. So there you go. So boomalali it is. All right. um, Do you feel right now, so with what's going on, just what's going on in the world right now, and you being a big part of what's going on in the world right now, do you feel like we're redefining retirement? Absolutely, because I think they're redefining career, right? There's something called portfolio careers that are about people who move from project to project to project, and they call it a portfolio career. I I like that idea. So awesome. But yes, I think retirement is being pushed back because the lifespan is being pushed back to 100. And so people aren't ready to retire when you're 50 no, or 60. it feels it's, weird. Well, you're just getting started. You just now are smart enough to be wise, right? When right. You're, when you're 50-something. So I think people are looking for excitement. They're looking for, more importantly, meaning and purpose in their lives. And that's why we walk away from horrible bosses, right? I'm just not, I'm not feeling this vibe, right? right? And so it's like, how can I find meaning and purpose in my life and build it on my dreams, Right. And that's, yeah, that's what we're all about. And I think it's really important for those people out there that are thinking to themselves, well, I hate this job, but I have X amount of years to go until retirement. So I'm just going to stick it out. Maybe think about reading Boomalali and getting a new perspective on things. Because I, I don't want you to have to be in a place you hate and you're just trying to stick it out, waiting for that magical date to arrive when you can retire. You know, there may be a lot more that you can do in that meantime that would 
make you it give you the purpose you're looking for because oh, living without purpose isn't fun. Oh, it's horrible. I mean, you may be able to have health insurance, but your health can go downhill very, very quickly. Oh my just gosh, hang out being... with entrepreneurs. We'll tell you exactly how to get health insurance and all that See? stuff. <laughs> exactly, and that's all you. Really, we know all the stuff. <laughs> that's really what you need right now is health insurance. And if you can afford health insurance, you can then build off of that with your dream because that's what everybody worries about the most. All right. the people that talked with me as I was leaving the agency were like, "You are so brave. I can't do it because." you know, this and I'm going, but you have health insurance. Well, and there's disruptive forms of health insurance now that you can get for a really good price that is very good. I mean, it's not like it, you know, oh, there's only this one thing, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, there's, that's what I love about the entrepreneurial community is we all figure out all kinds of cool stuff that we can do. Exactly. <laughs> that makes our life easier. We can fix it. Okay. I have a fun one for you. Ready? Right, I'm ready. What movie would you like to make into a musical? When Harry Met Sally. Oh my God, that's hilarious. That's a perfect one. Isn't it? I love it. Can I be in the background in the coffee shop? I'm really good at being a coffee house extra. I don't know if I told you that. <laughs> I, I had heard that. I want to be the lady at the table. Rob Reiner's mom? Rob Reiner's mom. Oh, how hilarious. Isn't that? That would be a good one. Wouldn't we can it? come up with all kinds of great songs. Oh, yeah. I've always wanted life to be a musical, actually. Like, I always thought it'd be so much fun if you walk into a store and you're like, hi, you know, can you please tell me where to find, I don't know, something? Where is the deodorant? And then someone just to burst into song and we run down the aisles singing and dancing about deodorant. I think it'd be awesome. Uh, can I go to that world? I want to yeah. live in that world. Wouldn't that be fun? It, it would. would just be hilarious. Well, it, it would be not only hilarious, but I want to go there. Just fun. Everything a musical. So when Harry Met Sally, is that one of your favorite movies? Yes. I haven't watched it in a while. Now I want to see it. It's really good. It's hilarious. It it's, is. And it, it has stood the test of time. You know, some things don't, but that has. Classic. Very good. And Rob Reiner. Yeah. Who didn't, I mean, you know, Meathead. I know. He became a great director. <laughs> but see, it just goes to show you that at 50 and older, you become the thing you are meant to be. Yeah, because then you get to do all the wacky stuff for many, many years and then figure out, okay, now I know what I really want to do. Now I know what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah, and you can actually be wacky and not care. That is so true. So I've gotten there. Okay, so even with decorating my house, want to hear my wackiness? I want it. Okay. Bring it. So I... Have you know? I'm, okay, so I live in one of those houses has the big ceilings, right? And that you know, okay, where I don't want to have to think about buying some big piece of artwork to put up there. I didn't want to think of eight hundred pictures to hang. I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to do any of that. So I got a star projector from Amazon, and I have now at night. I'll just say, Hey Google, turn on the galaxy, and the and I have stars and they move really slowly and they're really pretty and my whole entire wall is just stars. Will you adopt me? Yeah. It's way cool. So now I'm playing with all this different light stuff. I'm buying weird light things and I'm just gonna do weird light things all over my house. I think that'll be fun. The Best Buy people will love you. Oh, well, that's why I'm there a lot lately because I'm trying to hook up weird things that they're like, what are you doing? And you can tell some people are like, well, that's a really cool idea. And other people are looking at me going, she's odd. She's very odd. Let's not talk to her anymore. Mistake. <laughs> I'm thinking, I swear, but what if this becomes a thing? I could become a thing. So mm-hmm. it was one of those things I wanted people to do and no one's doing it. So now I'm messing around with it and 
going to figure it out. And, I, and then my brother, who's got the engineering head, I got to convince him to help me make this happen. The Medici people could help. Yeah, true. I got ideas. And yeah. I can market it. I'm good at the marketing part. I, I just need the inventor part. Inventor part, marketing part, entrepreneurial part. I think you've almost got there. Now you need the website. Yeah, I, I know people that do that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I mean the website of things that other people need oh, to make. Oh, right. I think it'd be hilarious. We could just curate what people want to make and match them up with the inventors and marketers. There's a there's there's money here. All right. Let's do a strategy session at Medici around it. Do it. All right. <laughs> well, thank you. So, boomalali.com. All Boomalalis, plus those that are not yet Boomalalis are invited to show up and write. Absolutely. And become a part of the world. I love it so much. And I'm, I just love that you have put this together. It is an absolute joy. I just love knowing about it and being a part of it. So thank you, Deb. No, thank you. This was a delight. Thank you for inviting me. Awesome. Thank you, dear. And for all of you out there, you have been listening to Mishmash Podcast. Go on iTunes, subscribe, and have an awesome day. Bye.